1: You have spoken glowingly about how you feel about this Notre Dame defensive line after spring practice. You said they're going to be better than Clemson's defensive line. That's right. Hey, going out there on the ledge for your squad left, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. It's true. Hey, man, I'm not mad at you. It's all good. What if I told you that a team from the WAC is projected to have a better defense than Notre Dame?
2: I mean, you know,
1: it's the WAC. Well, not the WAC. I don't even think they're in the WAC anymore. Excuse me for talking out of a term. But what if I told you that one of the academies?
2: Well, playing against the academies, they play hard, man. They play hard. So I'm sure they got a bunch of seniors, which makes them experience in wily bets. Mm. And then on top of their mental fortitude, I feel like it'd be a hard, a hard defense to face each year.
1: Now, this is interesting, because we talked about the power index after the spring. When we hear some of these defensive rankings, it's gonna make you question some of the power rankings, right? Well, the the returning number one returning defense is why I'll question the Georgia Bulldogs. Right. Right? Guess who's number two, Left? Who I want you to keep the same energy, but coming in at number two is the Clemson Tigers. Oh my
2: God. Of course. Of course they are. I'm <laughs> just saying, Left. They just reload, my brother. I I mean, that's what you call it. But I don't know. The Michigan
1: Wolverines, even though they don't play against a lot of diverse offenses, you know, people line up and run the ball in the Big Ten the majority of the time. So I don't even know if Michigan's defense is truly tested throughout a full year, but they come in at number three. Alabama comes in at number four. They got Mm -hmm. your boy Kool-Aid on here. They do have a lockdown corner. And they return Dallas Turner coming off the edge and Chris Braswell as well. So. I bet. No, no. But Jalen Mbakwe in the 24 class is coming. He'll be coming in early. But your boy Desmond Ricks, Keon Keeley, and Caleb Downs are additions that can make an impact on that defense as well keon Keeley and dallas turner by the middle of the season could be really dangerous bro it could be a dangerous combination
2: i mean they're going to be a serious defense overall Uh uh-huh and i just think that we need to have the offense to match Whenever it comes down the road where we have to play these guys, we have to have the offense to match. That's what it comes down to for you? Yeah, like if we can score, we can be a top five scoring offense, then I'll feel comfortable playing any of these defenses, you know. Because look at Ohio State. Ohio State, horrible secondary, horrible run defense, horrible tackling open space, horrible tackling downfield, horrible tackling uh, behind the line scrimmage. But when you got a first round, Receiver, top five receiver, top five, top two quarterback. You're good at any game because you can score keep scoring. It's like the Warriors. Warriors have no chance to do anything with AD or LeBron. But if they hit enough threes, which they can, they're in every game. So it's one of those things. Top five scoring offenses, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, by the way, Clay Thompson was broke in a bug last night. I just want to point that out. Yeah, They like, do. how many wide open shots can you miss, bro? You were struggling for sure. <laughs> Number five, the Iowa Hawkeyes, bro. You and know, you and know
2: what? Rounders this year, so
1: Iowa know. does defensively. They do. They do so much with less. It's really impressive what they do defensively every year because they had a horrible quarterback, and it was their defense that kept them in the running.
0: Yeah, Penn State
1: That's comes in at six.
2: They've been putting the first rounders lately. Penn State. Oh, they
1: always have like linebackers, defensive backs. Yeah, they can produce those. Coming in at LSU comes in next. Utah comes in at number eight. Remember, Utah had a group of defensive linemen and linebackers that drove Caleb Williams crazy in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. All of those kids returned. So the front seven should All be of really those kids good. Return? Damn. They lose Clark Phillips. But their defense should be pretty stout. Yeah. Coming in at number nine, even without their longtime defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin Badgers, bro.
2: The Wisconsin Badgers—they always got a stout defense, man. And it get cold yeah. up here, so the hits hit harder. <laughs> Coming in at ten, I'll
1: let you take it from here. The Air Force Falcons.
2: Whatever. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to play in that environment. So that then they got some talented dudes. that know. I uh, 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 what's he? Uh, Acclimatized uh, <laughs> to that weather. And they senior and they big. That's just a combination for a bad matchup. So they got bad matchups pretty much.
1: Man, look here, bro. I was
2: shocked to see them. No one uh, one year that we played them, they had like the most turnovers in the country. At one point, it was like a stat they had the most turnover. They're like averaging four or five turnovers a game, something crazy. When we played them, actually, when we played them at Air Force, they was averaging the most turnovers in the game. Hmm. So they have like they have sneaky, really. It's like Marshall leading the country in picks, and then Didn't we go throw two, two, sixes two pick two. sixes, pick sixes. Did you say that Air Force game was like one of the worst warm-ups you ever had? I'm telling you, it's it's just a it's a bad matchup. You know, it's just like women's basketball having a a girl that can rebound the best in the country. You're probably gonna play in the championship. I mean, that's like a stat. If a girl has the most rebounds in the country, you're most likely going to be in the final four in women's basketball. That's a, that's the a stat. So, Notre Dame
1: is once again at 12 on this list. they ranked 12.
2: Hmm.
1: Guess who's ranked in front of them? And I really had to do some research after I saw this, and I said, you know what? I can see why this team is ranked in front of them from a defensive standpoint. North Carolina State Wolfpack, which over the last four years have done a really good job of putting defensive players into the NFL, especially along the defensive line. And what they have coming back, front seven, very, very solid. Drake Thomas, Tanner Engel, those are the star players and, linebacker and safety. And then you get uh, senior Jalen Scott Jr., Devin Beatty, and then the young players coming in, some transfers along that defensive line. They're gonna be a handful. They're gonna be a handful. And then they got uh what a big time transfer, Noah Potter from Cincinnati. So yeah, I think I like do like to hear what they say about Notre Dame coming in at number twelve. Yeah. It said, despite some late struggles, Notre Dame's defense remained on the right path in 2022. The challenge ahead for second-year coach Marcus Freeman and coordinator Al Golden is addressing key personnel losses up front and ultimately taking the next step. Notre Dame returns an emerging superstar and sophomore cornerback Benjamin Morrison, who has six interceptions as a true freshman and will play at least through 2024. The Irish also have one of the best nation's most seasoned linebacking cores. <laughs> I agree with that. They are seasoned. I don't know how good they are. With seniors, J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser, and Maris Leofile are all back and look forward to combining and contributing to improved play after they had 191 tackles and 18 and a half tackles were lost last season. The fact that they only combined as a trio for 191 tackles, is not good i'm sorry it's not
2: good you know
1: that's not a good stat no they talk about Jalen Sneed. they also talk about Jaden osbury being players to watch and then they say the secondary has experience with morrison dj brown clarence lewis and cam hart to add oklahoma state transfer thomas harper was a key move along with sophomore jay mickey who should have an increased role also look for incoming freshman christian gray to contribute, especially this year and in 25. Notre Dame's line is the short oh, 23 through 25. So the line is the question for Notre Dame. They have Howard Cross, Rowdy Mills, and Jordan Botello, and transfer Javante John-Baptiste, who plays a significant role. Nana asafa Abinsa is a veteran deaf player but the Irish will look to fast track younger players such as Julian Tulamaca and Jason Ongay And freshman Donovan Hyvish.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Now guess who comes in at 13 right behind Notre Dame? Who? I fight Nana.
2: I mean, after getting Devin Witherspoon that high, they probably like, man, they got some guys over there. We don't even know yet. <laughs> but
1: let me point something out. We talked about whether or not Florida State was Florida State was getting too much buzz. They're ranked 18th on this list, left. Interesting. Eight, yeah, Ohio State is ranked 21st. Left. Really? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, that's weird. Like you have them ranked in the power rankings, top five, but returning defense. They're 18th and 21st, respectively. uh, respectively. That's, uh, That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting, to say the least. It makes you think that the teams we might see on paper might actually be that. Nothing foundationally strong, just paper.
2: Just exactly paper and hype and quarterback play. Yeah, paper hype and quarterback play.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so that was that was interesting in looking at this article. Like, yo, you know, you have them high ranked high in the power rankings, but for some reason, you have them ranked pretty low when it comes to the defense that's returning. And you know, with their defensive coordinator being in his second year, just like Al Golden, you expect the defense to take a step forward. But we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be very interesting. I'll say this. They're currently ranked twelfth. I think Notre Dame has an opportunity, as I said before, but they were ranked, they ended up what 18th? Was it 18th left in the nation? Yeah. I think it was, was it I think it was 18, between eighteen and twenty, depending upon the website you went to. Mm. And that was with a mid rushing defense, in my opinion. So it was mid? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't stop the run the way they needed to. Um, I'm going to say this, Left. Defensive upside for Notre Dame's defense, in my opinion, is, I'm just going to say, top 10. I'll say top 10.
2: I'll say top 10. I'll go that far.
1: I'll say top 10. I'll say top 10. And for me, the biggest impact will be the linebackers. Yes. You see, I came around on the defensive line long before you did. (laughs) I was like, okay. I'm worried about these linebackers. And like they said, they return seasoned linebackers, but not productive linebackers by the numbers.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not productive, but they're definitely impactful and important to the team. So, Benjamin Morrison, I think, gets better. I think the defensive backfield. What's getting better when you have seven picks in the season? Holding Marvin Harrison under 50 yards. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're on a game to game like like that's it. Yeah, bad. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's you know, I, like, I, no, because you only you. get you only get two to three viable matchups a year when you're somebody like Benjamin Moore. Yeah,
2: you're only getting a couple. Yeah. Where you're like, man, I really gotta put my big boy pants on. Absolutely. Improve my draft right here.
1: Yeah, so. I think what we saw from Jaden Mickey makes you feel much better because we anticipate that Cam Hart at some point is probably going to have to miss a game. He's like the Chris Paul of the secondary for Notre
2: Dame. He is the Chris Paul to a (laughs) T.
1: To a T. Right when you need him. There's always something. And we fully expect that the growth of Jaden Mickey. And, yo, I keep telling people that Christian Gray – you know, <laughs> they're very confident in what Christian Gray can bring to the table, and as confident as you feel about the defensive line, that's not even including Brendan Vernon, who reports in the summer. Like mm-hmm. he didn't re- he didn't roll early. That's another body on the defensive line to help. Body. Boobakar Traore. True. Yeah, Bubakar is coming in. You know, like. They have some guys coming in that might be able to contribute interior and on the outside. So it should be pretty interesting. It should be pretty interesting. I agree. I think the defense has extreme upside because they're so much more athletic than what they've been as a defense. And that's, that's the difference in my opinion. They're so much more athletic, so now the ceiling is much higher. So you talk about defensive upside. I think their pass defense can be top 10. I think the rush defense can be
2: top 25.
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I can rock with that. Now, what style of defense are they going to be? They've been very aggressive in the spring, in year two of Al Golden, very aggressive, and gave the quarterbacks a lot of trouble during the scrimmages. Do you think that's the same attack and same aggressiveness we'll see once the season starts from Al Golden in this defense?
2: Well, I think it becomes strategic at a point. You know, do you want to stay super aggressive when you're scoring a bunch of points? I mean, if anything, you, I think the power dynamics should shift to the defense being second fiddle to an offense that needs to be uh, the premier unit of the team because if our defense can be a top-10 defense being a second-tier unit or in support of the offense and not trying to crash out with a bunch of blitzes when we just need to keep them from the end zone, I think we can stay passive-aggressive. We can be aggressive, but in spots, and and we can have a, a, a strong attack scheme of blitzes and, and and some man and some pressure, but do it in the, with the situationally that you know if we're scoring twenty one points, twenty eight points a half, then maybe we can play a couple zone blitzes. Maybe play a little softer because mm-hmm. we we we're protecting the lead. Yeah, yeah. What are we
1: going to do though, as far as style of play? If you have an explosive offense, most of the time you want an explosive defense that's built on turnovers rather than yardage and, you know, shutting teams down that way. You're looking to turn the ball over.
2: You definitely want to take more risk. I think when you got guys like Ben Morrison that finds the football and can play the football well and, and create turnovers that radiate throughout the secondary when you're getting pressure from your front seven. So. We don't have to sell out with secondary blitzes as as much as if we can bring a linebacker like Nolan Ziegler to to hit home and to rush the passers to increase the secondary's productivity and turn the football over. So, yeah, uh, we want to be better with ball hawking skills, but I think that comes from a a hurry in the quarterback, getting TFLs, stuff that we didn't hit on last year. Let's be honest. We had opportunities, Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities in the backfield. But we're missing tackles USC games a perfect example we're back there can't say they're blocking us necessarily we're just missing the play so if we can just capitalize on the missed opportunities when we were aggressive i think you'll see a total change in the turnover ratio that we have on defense
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast. Bro, as we get ready to get out of here, I have one thing to say. If and when Jason Robinson, who you know, wide receiver in the 24th class out of Long Beach, if he commits to Notre Dame, Cam Williams, Isaiah Canyon, Micah Gilbert, and Robinson, might be the best four-receiver class to ever come through Notre Dame.
2: Yes, it would be the best class because we would have something of an it factor because I play against Jason Robinson. So it's a, it's a struggle because he's such a great route runner that's like, come on, we're just trying to play cover two on this guy the hold on. <laughs> Put a safety over top, a flat flare, but it's but we'll have something that's different than having the receiver class of a Rico Flores, a Braylon James, and a uh and a Jordan Greyhouse or Jayden Grayhouse. Yeah. What an Isaiah Cannon, uh, uh, a class like that would be, and what it would mean is one, we're getting elite speed and dynamic route runners. We're getting the types of the Marquise Browns, the the uh the 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 speedy what we keep converting to Avery Davis and Chris Tyrese, we'll have guys that are technicians in that field. You see what I'm saying? So we don't have to convert our running backs and our quarterbacks to the receivers that we're getting with a Cam Williams, Isaiah uh Cannon, um you know, these guys are what Carnell Tate would be to our offense now, a starter. You get a route running technician that's elite speed like a Jason Robinson and Isaiah Cannon and Cam Williams and then mix that in there with the possession receivers of a JT, of a, a, a Jaden Greyhouse, of a, a Deion Coesley. Now you get the mix that's dangerous. Because you look at our room now and it's like, man, that's a good-ass room, but we're missing we're missing that threat. We're missing something that's like, man, that's gonna be hard to stop. Yeah, they'll be productive. Yeah, they can make plays and all that, but it's like we need that that lightning speed. That what Chris Tyree is gonna be big for us issue because we don't have that. So I think that's that class is gonna be the perfect mix of now. We can get these quarterbacks in where they like, oh, this is yeah, I know we can block for me, but now we can throw. Oh. CJ Carr is recruiting well, you know? And look, I'm not mad
1: when you come in and clean house or you want to get rid of old attitudes or whatever, right? Yeah. To elevate what you feel like is needed, right? When I look at the 23 class and I look at the 24 class, bro.
2: <laughs>
1: this 24 class got me looking like Funk Flex was looking at uh, Black Thought when he was freestyling, bro. Yeah.
2: This guy is killing
1: it. Like, yo. <laughs> this this class is bananas. It's bananas. just <laughs> the top end speed. To have top end speed and quickness Mixed in with great route running, like I don't, I don't think people understand. Like you said, you play against Jason Robinson and Long Beach. This dude is recognized as one of the top route runners in the entire twenty fourth class. Where's the key? I got it. And you add that quickness and speed to a class that already has top end speed and a five star, you know, and like Cam Williams. Man, kudos to Chansey Stuckey. Kudos to him having a vision for the class that he wants and what was needed. And, man, going and getting it. Going out and getting it. Going out and getting it. Kudos to you. I still need to see that production from that wide receiver group this year, though. That I need to see. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, Prayers go out to the people in Atlanta uh, for the shooting at the hospital. Um, Craziness all over the place. Uh, Yeah, man. Just prayers to everyone. Be safe. uh, Be vigilant. Perceptive. And just pay attention when you go out, man. And and be a helping hand to others, you know, if you see something as well. I'm back home. Left, I'm not sure I get in. I, I get in around nine thirty tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know if I'll be back to my office in time uh, at eleven. But you know, we'll 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 let you guys know what time we're de- definitely doing a show tomorrow. We just yep. don't know the time yet. We just don't know the time yet because I'll be traveling early yep. tomorrow. So, great show. We talked about development, how it relates to Notre Dame, the Power Football Index after the spring, and also the defensive upside of Notre Dame and where they rank as far as returning defenses in college football. So, those of you that say, when are we going to talk about Notre Dame? <laughs> we even got a little Justin Scott in there. And the 24 class, I went out on the limb and said, it might be the best four four person class at the position that we've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Great show, left. You know what time it is?
0: <gasps> Petticoat.
1: Petty Junction, the Pettiest Story of the Day brought to you by Noah Whiskey and Nora Whiskey.com and Premium American Whiskey and Nora Whiskey.com. Go ahead and throw uh <coughs> your people on the petty train, man.
2: I wanna throw <laughs> the entire MVP selection committee on the petty train. 19 years. 19 years. Isn't they finally what? got it right. They it's finally got it right. Into the NBA. They finally got it right. You get MVP votes every single year. <laughs> and in year 20, you get zero? How is that possible? Didn't deserve it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: One. Wait, you can wait all you want to. He didn't deserve it.
2: 38. I don't care. He didn't deserve it. He's 38 a year 20. He didn't deserve it. How do you not deserve it when one if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now?
1: That's that's cap. That's cap.
2: You're not about you're not
1: about about the disrespect when Brian got hurt and they were making that run and A D stepped up. I'm not about to allow you to disrespect AD For a like part that. Part of the season, late in the season, AD stepped up when Brown was out. Stop. AD we're not about to do that. Majority of we're the not season. about to do that when Brown got hurt. They they were, they were the 11 seed. They were like the 11, 12 seed when Brown got hurt, and they went on that run with AD leading the way. We're not going to do that. You can go ahead. Go ahead.
2: To not get this man, one MVP vote? He didn't deserve it. That shows that the NBA is totally unserious about the MVP. Totally unserious. So,
1: wait a minute. So, you said saying Joel Embiid didn't deserve the MVP?
2: I said for LeBron James to not get one. And you've been getting one for 19 years straight? That's petty. That's ultra petty for a man that became the greatest scorer of all time in this season. <laughs> in this season.
1: Bro, let me tell you something, man. The NBA finally got it right. <laughs> That's crazy. They stopped, they stopped giving away parting gifts
2: oh, at the end gift. of the season. Parting gifts? He earned it. Yes. 20 years to be the greatest scorer of all time. He earned it. What did he earn, bro? The greatest scorer of all time. That was nothing to be, about to still be playing in the playoffs and leading your team against a against an overhyped Golden State.
1: Now Golden State is overhyped. Man, I tell you, boy. Compared to LeBron James?
2: And what he's Oh, doing? I dude,
1: I didn't know winning championships was hype. I, I didn't know winning championships was hype. I didn't know.
2: I didn't know you could win a championship and be overhyped. It's overhyped to say this is a rivalry. That's overhyped. That's what I'm talking about. It's overhyped to say Steph and LeBron is some rivalry. Check the check the stats. What's the matchup say? What's the matchup say? LeBron James solidified him being the greatest of all time, coming down 3 1 from one of the greatest teams constructed ever. Dude, what? They were a better
1: team the next year with KD. What are you talking about? One of the greatest teams ever constructed. Now you're capping. 73 Now Seventy-three and nine. Now it was you're capping.
2: Seventy-three
1: and nine. Now you're capping.
2: They were seventy-three and nine. You're capping. That's not a cap. They were seventy-three. Cap. They were seventy-three and nine. They had the greatest. And it don't mean a darn ball. thing.
1: And they it doesn't mean a darn thing. thing.
2: Oh, it don't mean a darn thing. Okay. Because they didn't win.
1: I don't care what your record is if you don't win a championship.
2: Oh, now the record don't matter because they didn't. Know. Okay, you see how you moved the goalposts, dude? So the nobody, level of difficulty. Dude, didn't matter nobody because they stop lost. Stop capping.
1: <laughs> stop capping. In every sport, you had two number one seeds lose this year that had all time records. Never the Boston been Brewers had something. an all time record, and it, they lost to the, in the first round to the Florida Panthers. And you trying to sit up here and act like? Man, who cares? It's about and the championship. Never,
2: there's never been an NBA team constructed to win 73 games like the Golden State Warriors did that year.
1: And there's never been a team constructed to win 72 and a championship like the Chicago Bulls. So, the, what's your point? The point is the greatest
2: team was taken down by one man, averaging 41 and 11.
1: So, what, what what was up with the other dude that averaged 39 in the same three games? and
2: 11 took down the greatest constructed regular season team of all.
1: The, game, the game-winner three-pointer in game seven was by who?
2: You talking about a shot? See, dude, I can't rock with shot.
1: you, man. I'm about to cut you off, dude, because you get delusional when you talk about LeBron James because you try to make it seem like it's all about him. And he had no help. Uh, he, like, Chris Bosh and, and D-Wade was no help at all in, in Miami. None. He, D-Wade taught him how to win, for sure. This is a cap. This is why it's cap. D-Wade taught him you how to win, for
2: sure. You can't
1: go from complaining that he didn't have help before Miami. Did he Miami. have help
2: against the Spurs, against four Hall of Famers? Let me finish.
1: Let me finish. You can't say he didn't have help, and that's your argument and then go and say he's the reason why he won all the championships. Either you need help to win or you don't. You You can't can't have it both ways. Two things can be true, though. Oh, my God.
2: Two things can be true.
1: Man, lucky lefty podcast.
2: Against the Spurs, when it was four Hall of Famers against just LeBron James, is that not a situation where the man needs help? Absolutely. So
1: he he faced the Spurs by himself.
2: He faced his four Hall of Famers against one Hall of Famer. Yes, he did. That was the matchup. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili versus LeBron James. He had Zildrunas Elgowskis, Booby Miles, Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden. Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Drew Parker. Remember Drew Parker?
1: Once again, thank you for proving my point. You can't say, you can't blame LeBron because he didn't have help. But then when he had help, say, Bron is the reason they won a the championship. It's because of LeBron James.
2: When Either they, you need help to win championships team, man, or you don't. not have a championship without LeBron James playing on that team. That's a fact.
1: And the they Chicago Bulls would, wouldn't be worth the second highest rated NBA or third highest rated NBA franchise in the world if it wasn't for the Le- wasn't for Michael Jordan. So what's your point, bro?
2: What's being your point third, being third and doing something that has never been done are two different things? Has LeBron ever won? Cleveland has never won a championship till LeBron got there. you're right.
1: Chicago had never won a championship until Michael Jordan got there. So what's your point?
2: So tell me something. Tell me something that's new. That Chicago is a way bigger market than little old Cleveland. Little old Akron. Now we're going to market size. I'm just saying. What's more impressive? Y'all got all that stuff up there and just little old LeBron from little old Akron. Just just doing it for the city, man. Doing it for the doing it for the hometown can't get much better
1: than that, man. And for Irish man, look, my point is it takes a team to win a championship. See, I'm not one of these LeBron ballologists that like to massage his balls (laughs) and make him to be the reason that the world moves. And the sun, like everything everything revolves around LeBron James. I'm not one of those dudes. Just not. I understand that basketball. We give credit to what is
2: due. but I credit also credit.
1: understand how to recognize greatness in the midst of team sports. And the the LeBron, Lebron sexuals, as they're called on social media, which I'm trying to get my boy not to be a part of. That just has some objectivity. It is objective. Like you can't claim he didn't have help, but they go gonna say he's the reason. Come on, boy, like, just let the man give credit. I'll say this in closing. For six straight, any time, for six seasons, (laughs) think about this, because the fact, think about this, the fact that this dude won, Oh, Michael Jordan. He's the fact that the fact that this dude won two three peats is ridiculous. I don't know why people just try to poo poo like winning three in a row. Like, oh, that's easy. Oh, it's easy to win three in a row. Like, that's easy. Golden State wasn't able to do it. The Miami Heat, with Brown, they weren't able to do it. But it's so easy. LeBron just every, went
2: to nine straight finals. Every,
1: was, everybody, you're right. You're right. Nine straight. You know how many games he, that is? And he's sub 500. That's the, that's the and NBA was, market. And he was sub 500 in those 10 finals. years.
2: LeBron carried the NBA right. for 10 right. years. But
1: here, this is where I get you. But since you say everything is about LeBron and he's the reason, then he was the reason they lost in those against, finals.
2: Against, no, uh, no,
1: no, 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 no. If he's the reason they won,
2: he's, he's the, the reason, reason they, they lost
1: against the Spurs. Really, that's you your theory. That? I'm using your theory and your words. You know
2: that's not true.
1: No, I don't know anything. I'm born based upon what you said. All I know is anytime Michael Jordan played a full regular season, he (laughs) won six straight championships. That's insane. That's insane. The only time he didn't win is when he didn't play a full regular season. That's insane. Okay, what what happened, what happened to All those Stop. other seasons, did Stop. they not play
2: championships and all the other me ask seasons? You a question.
1: Did, did, how many did it take LeBron two
2: seasons to make the playoffs? Wait a minute. I'm asking a question. Did LeBron get Le- bounced in the first round when he had 63 points against the Celtics? What about that? How, when does LeBron got bounced in the first round like that?
1: Did LeBron make the playoffs <laughs> his first two years in the league? Just answer
2: the question. What does that have to do with anything? He's Answer played the 20. Question. He's
1: played 20. It, it doesn't, doesn't make matter. a difference. He's
2: played 20.
1: <laughs> Did he make it's, the playoffs? It's,
2: it's starting to blur. I just feel like he made it every year because he's played nah, 20 years. No, it ain't no blur. Right
1: there is no blur. Did he make the playoffs <laughs> the first two years? There is no blur.
2: The team was trash. It was Cleveland. Here we go. Here we go. It was Cleveland. He was the first pick to the his team for Here a reason.
1: Go. Here we go. Bro, Michael Jordan had drug addicts on his team, bro. It's documented. They wrote articles about it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? LeBron played
2: with a dude that slept with his mom. So what is that? That's even worse. That's
1: saying more about LeBron and his family structure. What are you talking about? Now they talking about family structure. <laughs> what are you trying to say?
2: We're trying to say there's I, worse conditions. That's I don't.
1: It. I don't think you should talk about LeBron like that, my brother. Don't talk about him like that, man. That's his family issues, man. It has nothing to do with our show. That's,
2: that's worse than drug. That's those. Fam, those. Those family issues. Doing drug. Having drug problems. Hey man, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Roger Dodger. MJ played against drug users, also. <laughs> really.
1: Come on, man! Hey, the biggest yeah. drug user—the dr- biggest drug user in the NBA—is LeBron. Oh. <laughs> okay, you know, boom! boom, boom, boom. We'll yeah, see you tomorrow. It's, it's for, been a great show. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow for another great episode.
2: You yeah, because hey, he yeah. got money to take yeah. care no, of.
1: Too. Yeah. Sitting up here pounding your chest. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years of <laughs> 20 years of injections. So lucky lefty podcast. But left. Man, <laughs> you can say whatever. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow.